Hey, Justin, I, I thought it might be you, but I didn't want to say, here's Justin, and then uh, be wrong about that. Uh, who else is with us today? Chief Nursing Officer Jeanette Sexton, and also have uh, Dr. Lonnie Berry, uh, the Director of our Emergency Department. Wonderful. I uh, uh, And we thank all three of you for coming on today. Um, let me a- ask you right away, because um, I know it's one of the things that uh, has just happened, and, you, and it's one of the things that you want to tell everybody about, is that Logan Regional Medical Center has gone back to a no-visitor policy. Can you give us the details on that? Yes, we are uh, scaling back to our zero-visitor protocol, um, which uh, basically uh, there are some some certain stipulations that Jeanette's going to kind of go over with you. But, uh, but yes, for our uh, practices, uh, for your doctor's visits, for your uh, to see somebody in the hospital, uh, if you have a outpatient surgery scheduled, the visitor would need to remain in the car. Um, uh, they can bring you to the door. If you need assistance, that's fine. Um, but everybody will still have to be screened uh, in the ED or the emergency department, uh, the same thing. And I'm going to let Jeanette kind of go into a little bit more detail on that uh, with you. And then also want to touch on after she gets finished about universal masking. All right. Uh uh, we welcome uh, Chief Nursing Officer Jeanette Sexton to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. I'm assuming that the reason that uh, you guys have decided to implement uh, the zero visitor policy again is because of the sharp increase in COVID-19 cases in our region. You are absolutely correct. Uh, our goal here is to keep our patients safe and our staff safe as much as possible. And because of the increase of the cases that we are seeing in Logan and the surrounding counties, we feel this will be best for them. When uh, you say zero visitor, uh, I, I want to get into some details if you don't mind. Uh, let's, uh, for example, uh, let's say it's a pediatric case. Uh, uh, obviously, you're not going to have uh, a child that's going to be alone the whole time. Absolutely not. That's one of our exceptions that we have. Uh, we do allow a uh, caregiver, one caregiver for the pediatric patient, uh, you know, because like you said, you don't leave children alone in a hospital. Uh, the other exceptions that I have is our OB. If we have someone coming in and uh, giving birth, they can have their significant other one there with them also. Um, and the other one is um, end-of-life patients. Our, our little patient is on uh, palliative care. Uh, we do make some uh, exceptions with that. Uh, there is not a limitation on that. We do that per case. So um, they do notify the health supervisor, and we make those decisions at that time. Um, and if we have patients that's coming in for outpatient visits, such as surgeries or procedures, uh, we base those also on individual cases uh, in case if they need help walking or they need someone there to answer questions for them. We are going to allow some visitor, uh, one visitor with that person. Now, uh, another, uh, I guess this would uh, go along with the others. Uh, let's say there's a person with special need uh, that needs a caregiver that they know with them. I'm assuming that would be an exception as well. Absolutely. That's part of the uh, procedure. Gotcha. Um, now, tell me about universal masking. Universal masking is pretty much everyone wear a mask. Um, it has been proving that if you wear a mask and if other person's wearing a mask, you are decreasing the virus, the 
the chance of uh, catching the virus tremendously. So that is universal masking. That is wearing a mask anywhere and everywhere. Uh, we are in, in the hospital, patients, everyone is uh, re required to wear a mask. Uh, and if by some chance there is any visitors that does come in, they have to wear a mask also. Uh, the only time that we are asking patients that they can't, if they are deeply uh, in respiratory distress or something, that they can't wear one. Gotcha. Uh, is there anything else that you want to make sure everybody knows about the situation? Uh, no, just making sure that, and when I say everyone wear a mask, just making sure that that mask is over their nose and their mouth at all times. Having them uh, underneath the nose and just at the mouth is not helping at all. Um, so you may be asked if you come to the hospital and you're not wearing it correctly, uh, we may, you know, you may be asked to or instructed on how to wear it correctly. I've seen a lot of people having it around their neck uh, and uh, also below the nose. Is that essentially the same thing as not wearing a mask at all? Yes. Gotcha. Might as well not even bother with it. Um, it is, uh, that's why I don't know if people understand that uh, with it. Um, I've seen people pull them down and sneeze. You absolutely just defeated all purposes of having a mask on. Uh, you know, if you sneeze, keep it in that mask. Um, you know, that is a big safety issue. I thank you very much, uh, and uh, I'm sure that we'll be talking again sometime in the very near future. Uh, thank you for all the work you do, and thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, now uh, we're going to talk to, uh, he's the director of the emergency department, at Logan Regional Medical Center, it's Dr. Lonnie Berry, our locally grown ER specialist. Hey, Jay, how are you? Good to talk to you, man. Uh, good to hear from you again. Uh, now, there is a concern, uh, and, and people automatically would have this concern, and it's understandable. It's like, oh, no, uh, the, the, this means that the hospital's not available to me. Uh, uh, it is actually, you know, it's not like they're stopping doing health care, but that's particularly true of the emergency department, is it not? That is true, and uh, we're still here. So the main thing we want people to understand is don't wait. Um, if you're having symptoms, if you're having um, chest pain, respiratory symptoms, any abdominal problems, stroke-like symptoms, these things are an emergency and they don't need to wait. So you need to let us um, evaluate you as soon as possible. We want to make sure people aren't afraid, and we want them to know that we're doing everything we can in terms of following all the guidelines to keep the emergency department safe. Um, we've changed a lot of our policies, and we've, uh, in some sense, left our comfort zone um, to make sure our patients are safe. You know, uh, we, we're trying to keep people out of our waiting room, so we may ask you to um, stay in your vehicle while we get things triaged and then bring you directly into the emergency department from your vehicle and that sort of thing. So we are making changes that, um, that it's different for everybody, uh, but we're doing the best we can to keep our patients safe and so that you feel comfortable coming to the ER when you have symptoms that need to be evaluated. Uh, another thing would be, uh, and I'm going to ask this, is there anything like, I, I know that uh, the, uh, sometimes people, uh, like if they're having uh, a flu or a cold or something like that, that they'll come to the ER. Uh, are you suggesting that that's okay too, or is that something people should avoid? And it's not the same thing as a, a big gash on your hand that, that's bleeding and won't stop. That's an emergency. But is a cold an emergency or should they look to get tested? So one of the things I do need to say about this is that through the emergency department, we, we do um, 
test patients for COVID-19. However, we test based on symptoms. So we're not a uh, place that you can go if you're asymptomatic just to get a COVID test because you feel like you've been exposed or something of that nature. But if you are having symptoms, we can uh, run the COVID test on you. And so what I would tell people is, you know, common cold or allergy symptoms, I would maybe probably try to avoid the emergency department for your own safety. But if you're having shortness of breath or you're having a significant cough or running a really high fever, those are things that we, we need to see you for. We need to evaluate you for those things. And, um, but the other mild things, you know, like if you're, if you're not running a high fever, if you're not feeling short of breath, right now I would probably try to tough those symptoms out if it was me and uh, stay home. The uh, it, when you uh, hear about uh, and you hear a lot of people saying that uh, uh, that wearing a mask uh, will do damage to your health, uh, that uh, and will and you, I mean we've heard lots of things like that. Is any of that even remotely true? No, I don't see any evidence that wearing a mask is going to harm you in any way. Right now, I would definitely I would reiterate what. Uh, Jeanette said that the wearing a mask is very important and what we do know is that if people are involved in any type of interaction if all parties have a mask on that becomes a very low risk situation even if one of the people involved would be positive for the virus it still becomes a lower risk situation if everyone is in a mask so that's why we're trying to push people um, when you're in the community when you're when you're at the grocery store um, even if you're going to church we would highly recommend that everybody be trying to stay distanced and all parties wearing a mask because that definitely has been shown to reduce the viral load and the chances of contacting the virus does that have to do with water vapor that you exhale yeah, any type of respiratory uh, secretion, cough, um, sneezing, even singing or talking in a loud voice can produce that uh, respiratory droplets, and we know that that's how the virus is transmitted. When uh, uh, when coming to the ER, uh, I'm assuming that uh, it, there will be some protocols that may not uh, that you have to follow as a patient coming in uh, that wouldn't normally. Uh, be part of that experience or part of that protocol. Uh, can you give us an idea? Uh, let's say that I have uh, something simple. I'm cutting a bagel, and I do it pretty stupidly, and I slice the middle of my hand right, uh, you know, right through, and it's going to need stitches. There's no way I can I can't get the bleeding to stop. It's obviously going to need to be bonded uh, with stitches or otherwise. Uh, and I come to the ER. What happens then? Um, you're placed in a room based on your your acuity, and uh, what that means is if you're having uncontrollable bleeding, you would be immediately brought back to a room. Where the difference is on patients that may not be a high acuity, so if you come in because of um, you know just a mild abrasion, uh, say for instance, you may not be immediately brought back to a room. Um, you may be asked to stay in your vehicle, and we will come out and get you whenever there is a room available for you. So those type things have changed, and all patients are being put in a mask, and I know some people don't like that, um, but it is our policy right now to keep everybody safe. So regardless of your complaint, you'll still be placed in a mask and uh, triaged based on your acuity. Wonderful. Uh, anything else that you uh, want to make sure everybody knows about uh, th this situation with the visitor policy, but also uh, uh, the protocols uh, based around the coronavirus? Yeah, so here's where it 
it gets tricky for us. Um, we also have to follow HIPAA guidelines. So because there's no visitors in the emergency department, we get a ton of calls. Um, our phone lines are blowing up um, during these times, people wanting information. And we will do the best we can to try to provide family members information on their loved ones. But we have to be very careful, and we still have to follow HIPAA guidelines to, to protect patients and to protect ourselves. What I can tell you is we've had a lot of uh, – and I know it's not an ideal situation, um, but we've had a lot of meetings with families in the ambulance bay um, just, you know, to discuss what's going on with their family member, and we're happy to do that to the best of our ability. Um, so just, you know, be patient with us and work with us on the phone calls and, and making sure we keep things HIPAA compliant. And I also want to discuss very quickly about why asymptomatic patients have to or need to be wearing the mask is because you can be asymptomatic with the virus for several days and maybe even the entire course of having the virus some people are asymptomatic and it's not necessarily to protect you as much as it is to protect those around you so you know i'm a young healthy guy maybe an asymptomatic carrier of the of the virus but you know my dad who is severely diabetic and in his 50s it's important for me to protect him and so we need to uh, be considerate of other people and even if you're asymptomatic please uh, try to be compliant and wear your mask and uh, otherwise, that's about it, and we really appreciate your time, and we are happy to help patients, and we don't want you to wait. If you need the ER, we're happy to see you. I, I want to uh, reiterate uh, uh, one thing. As you were talking about, uh, it's not necessarily – it's about protecting yourself with a mask, but it's more about protecting everyone else. So uh, uh, I, I, it's not just kindness and respect, uh, but you're actually being a hero if you're wearing a mask. Absolutely. I couldn't say it any better. And uh, I hadn't even thought about uh, the fact where people can't come to the ER uh, that you guys would get so many phone calls because people are uh, are wanting the information. Uh, and so uh, that's something else. Everybody's going to be ready, first off, for a, a phone call to may, maybe take longer to get through. And also, there's only so much information you can possibly give. Exactly. Thank you so much, Dr. Lonnie Berry. We appreciate uh, your time. And uh, uh, we'll wrap it up today once again with Justin Turner. Uh, good morning again, sir. Uh, you want to give us an overview? Yeah, yeah, Jay. Uh, once again, thanks for having us on uh, this morning. And uh, we just feel like this is uh, an obligation to the community uh, through WVOW to, to let everyone know what's going on, as well as on our Facebook page. But, you know, our top priority it continues to be protecting the health and safety of our patients. Uh, our providers, our employees, and our community. Uh, so that's why we're doing this. And, um, you know, the masking is essential, hand, hand hygiene, social distancing, all of that is very essential in this process uh, as we work together to try to, to, uh, to combat this, uh, this virus. And I guess one of the, the key things before we close is, is uh, the hospital's still here, as you mentioned. Uh, we're still doing surgeries, outpatient surgeries. We're still our labs, um, our radiology department. Everything is still open. Uh, we're just scaling back a little bit as far as letting visitors into those places, just patients only. We uh, appreciate uh, you guys being with us and telling us uh, about this and uh, giving us the full uh, a bit of information about this policy and uh, the effects and what's going on. Uh, with this virus in terms of healthcare and how the hospital is operating and giving us a, a full-on expert explanation of things because it makes all the difference in the world. It's real easy to get misinformation, 
but to get real information is a uh, blessing and a service you guys are doing, and we really appreciate it. Yep, that's what we're here for is to make our communities healthier. Thank you so much. This has been Logan Regional Medical Center and you on WVOW. Attention, this message is brought to you by the Logan County Health Department and the Logan County Commission. Due to the rising number of positive cases of COVID-19, please take precautionary measures when traveling out of state or when choosing vacation destinations. Avoid hotspots or heavily infected locations if at all possible, as the vast majority of positive cases of COVID-19 in Logan County have come from travel. Hey folks, Pastor Joey Kennedy here from McConnell Church. We are so excited to announce that on July 27th through the 31st, our church will be hosting Pastor Mitchell Bice as he teaches for five nights on end-time Bible prophecy. That's right, five nights of end-time prophecy teachings available to you at our church. So come join us. We'd love to have you. All CDC protocols will be We'll have a mask available to keep you safe. But if you're not able to join us at our church, then please join us live on Facebook nightly at 7 o'clock at the First Baptist Church in McConnell. Stay blessed in Jesus' name. Your health is important, and you deserve a health care provider who takes your health care personal. Hello, I'm Michelle Fields, nurse practitioner. At Living Waters Medical Center, we treat you as a person as well as a patient. As a primary care provider for family medicine, we love our patients and care about your health and well-being. We offer medical weight loss and DOT physicals. We're just next door to Geno's in West Logan. Living Waters Medical Center, providers you know and trust. Call 304-896-2553. The Thornhill Auto Group proudly brings you Human Gospel Time on...